0: Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint and you've just been hearing that beautiful Christmas carol Angels We Have Heard on High. Jamie Wilkerson is my co-host today. Jamie, can you hear that music?
1: Oh yes.
0: (laughs) It's just so beautiful, isn't it? And whenever I hear that song, I just kind of have this vision of this whole choir of angels over the night sky of Bethlehem singing. I don't know if it was like that. We don't know what they were singing or even if they were singing, but we know this. We're in the Christmas time. We're deep into it, close. Jimmy. are you ready? Have you got all your ducks in a row for Christmas? I am so
1: ready for Christmas. So ready.
0: That sounds like somebody who's, I'm so ready to wake up and see the gifts that have my name on it under the tree. Is that what it's about? Or you're so ready because, hey, you've got everything together and you're ready to fly.
1: I am. Ready to see the excitement on the faces of those who will receive the gifts. <laughs> the ones
0: that you've labored along. Yeah. And uh, you have a, a young son at home. I do. How old is he? He's
1: 11 years old.
0: 11 years old. I remember Christmas at 11. What a fantastic time it was.
1: It is. And
0: uh, now I've got grandchildren approaching 11 years old, and it's wow. fantastic also to just. Experience the wonder and the magic of the whole celebration. And today on Viewpoint, we want to talk about one of the most important emblems of Christmas. You know, we see it everywhere as we celebrate Christmas. There are all kinds of things, Christmas trees and Christmas bells and so on. But Christmas angels, oh, those angels are everywhere. Do you have an angel on the top of your tree?
1: You know, I have angels on the tree, but not on the top. Well, hey, that's okay.
0: <laughs> What's on the top of your tree?
1: I have a beautiful
0: star on the a top star. of star. Didn't we talk about that last we week? We did. I think? <laughs> well, I've got an angel on top of my tree, so there you go. All right. Okay. Okay, let's just be honest. I've got two trees. I've got a star <laughs> in one room, angel in the other. Today, we want to talk about angels, those angels we have heard on high. Stay with There are so many images of angels. They're everywhere at Christmas. We have them on your Christmas tree, Jamie says. People have them on the top of their tree, Jim said. We have angels on Christmas cards. I've seen cardboard cutouts of angels. I've seen all kinds of fantastic art of angels. Angel cookies. Angel cookies. (laughs) Have you
1: ever made a snow angel? Oh, my gosh. I grew up in Chicago. There's always a lot of snow at Christmas time. And so so tell me about it. What do you do? So I remember putting on my two-piece, you know, big old snowsuit and scarves, mittens, and snow boots. We called them moon boots back then. (laughs) And trudging through the fresh snow just so that I can lie down on top of the biggest amount of snow that I could find. And then flapping my arms and legs as if I was doing jumping jacks lying down. and. Getting up until the perfect angel form was shaped in the snow.
0: And you could stand up and look back at where you had plopped down yes. and waved your arms, and you actually have this image of an angel. I mean, you, we call them snow angels because they, they match what we imagine from art angels to look like, right? Exactly. The wings and so on. Yes. But I don't know that I've ever actually seen an angel with wings. <laughs> what are angels anyway? I mean, how do we know about them? Well, they are very prominent in the Christmas story. There's no doubt about that, and hence we have them all over the Christmas uh, celebration. But Jamie, let's just talk for a minute about angels, even apart from Christmas. What we know about angels comes out of the scriptures, out of the Bible, and there are a lot of things we can know about them, and there are some things that we imagine about angels that actually aren't grounded in the Bible at all. So for instance, do you think, Jamie, that if uh, a precious little child dies or or my grandma dies that they are translated to heaven and become angels what do you think
1: no not according to the scriptures <laughs> no
0: <laughs> why why not because i think there's a popular sense that you know what my grandma's an angel now watching over me or you know my my little child has become an angel and we have this kind of renaissance art like image of a rosy-cheeked, winged being child. But that's not really a biblical image. What we know about angels from the scripture is that we don't become them. (laughs) In other words, (laughs) they're a separate class of being. Where do you think they come from, Jamie? I mean, are they always, have they been eternal, or did they start somewhere? Did God make them? What do you think?
1: God, I believe God created them according to the word. Yes, he
0: he created everything. Everything in heaven and earth, and the things that dwell in heaven and earth. Angels are a created class of being. They're not something that are eternal like God in the sense that they have no beginning. God is the only thing that has no beginning. But God, who has no beginning and no end, created angels. And he has launched them into the cosmos, you might say, and they are real but they are created by him, just like we're created by him, but we're created differently. And our destiny is not to become an angel. Angels actually are have a different purpose, don't they? It seems like in the scripture that we were created, humankind was created in God's image, in some thirst of God to have relationship with us. People who have our own wills and our own minds, who can choose to love him, this seemed to be a part of the concept of our creation. Angels are a separate created class of being who have some work to do. I know, Jamie, you've thought about this and uh, you've read in the scripture a verse that just talks about what angels are doing and what are their assignment, how they are listening for and waiting for what.
1: They're waiting to hear exactly what God will speak. And I was reminded of a verse that really spoke to me about angels in Psalms 103, verse 20 and 21. It says, so bless the Lord, all his messengers of power, for you are his mighty heroes who listen intently to the voice of his word to do it. Bless and praise the Lord, ye mighty warriors, ministers who serve him well and fulfill his desires. One translation of that verse says that angels hearken to the voice of the word, and that word just means to attend, to regard, and to give heed to what is uttered, to observe and to obey.
0: Angels are a created class of beings, sometimes in the scripture called the host of heaven, that listen for instructions from God, and then they do it. And they have capacity to do things that we, in our present uh, physical frame, cannot do. And it's so extraordinary to imagine that God has assigned these angels to do things, to intervene in the course of events. The very word angel means messenger. Literally, that's what it means. An angel is a messenger. And these are a supernatural class of beings that are often, in Scripture, messengers of God's Word, and that's what's going to bring us to the Christmas story. But also they're messengers in the sense they affect the Word and the will of God. There are only two angels that are named in the Bible, though. Two of them have names, which suggests that all of them may have names, but two are named for us. Do you know what those are?
1: Gabriel and
0: The archangel. Michael, Michael <laughs> the archangel. He's pictured as an archangel, which tells us something else, that angels have a kind of hierarchy. If you're an archangel, you're above or you are in charge of those below you and michael is described as an archangel and he's also pictured as kind of the captain of the host of heaven as if there's an army of angels and he's at the front and he's leading them famous passages where he is named as fighting uh, the forces of darkness in a spiritual realm leading the host of heaven in that battle fascinating guy, Michael, the angel, archangel. Then we have Gabriel, and Gabriel shows up in both testaments, and he is a messenger especially, it seems to be, connected to bringing the message of the coming of Christ. Well, there's so much thing we could say about angels, but let's just leave it here to say they are a supernatural class of being created by God to bring his message to us and to bring his word to life. They do things. Last thing I have to say is guardian angels. Jesus said that little ones, and we're not sure if he was talking about little children or maybe people who are young in their faith, they have angels who guard them. From that, people have extrapolated that we all have a guardian angel, but the Scripture doesn't exactly say that either, but it does say that angels come alongside and that at times and seasons, at least we can take uh, this to the bank. God can send angels to guard us and protect us and to watch over us and to intervene in a spiritual way that we can't see or understand. And that's why I'm very prone to pray that the Lord will post the host of heaven, the angels of heaven, around my house, around this studio, around the church house of worship where we're assembling. Wherever we are, it's fair to ask God to assign his angels in the moment to protect and guard us. But angels... Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Angels sing about the coming of Jesus, it seems. This great hymn tells the story of that first Christmas
2: night. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful Nations rise. Right.
0: Before Jesus was even born, though, angels were in the business of bringing the news of his coming. We celebrate Christmas, and we use angels in the celebration because they are so upfront in the story of the Lord's birth. I want to read to you a little passage out of Luke chapter 1. This is the announcement, or sometimes called the annunciation, of the Lord's birth. This is Luke chapter 1, beginning with verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy... God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee. Now, Elizabeth was the older cousin of a young woman named Mary, and that's the bridge here. Elizabeth had become pregnant in her old age. Another announcement made by Gabriel to her husband. And now, after she is with child, carrying John the Baptist, in the sixth month of her pregnancy, the same angel, Gabriel, what a job Gabriel's got, is to surprise these women with news of a child to come. This angel Gabriel went to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel for ever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative, Elizabeth, Has become pregnant in her old age people used to say she was barren but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month for the word of god will never fail mary responded i am the lord's servant may everything you have said about me come true and the angel left her so many things we can learn about angels right there gabriel had a message from god that was supernatural that could not have been imagined otherwise Maybe that's why we, every now and then, see angels intervene in human life, because they bring us a message that we cannot otherwise comprehend. The angel was interactive. The angel has a mind, a a capacity to have a conversation, and I'm really struck by this this moment where Mary is is in a back and forth with the angel, asking questions. (laughs) Wait a minute, what are you talking about? Uh, The angel reassures her, is conscious of her emotions and her fear at the first announcement, Mary is put at peace by the angel. In other words, while she might be afraid at the first, by the time the angel leaves, she's altogether at peace. Whatever the Lord wants, I'm I'm in. The angel is this channel, this messenger of God at this critical juncture in the life and the history of the world. But that's not the only passage, is it? There's another passage in Luke chapter 2 where angels show up. Now, these are not named. Jimmy, what Does it say there, when Jesus is actually born, then what happens?
1: So I'll start at the eighth verse. It says, "'That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, "'Don't be afraid,' he said. "'I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people.'" The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven!
0: When you have a messenger from God, a supernatural angel, you can absolutely be certain things will be just as they are described to you, as they're delivered to you. And notice that both Mary and the shepherds, having had an intersection with angels in the Christmas story, they acted on it. Mary surrendered her life into the hands of God, having had this word brought from the angel. The shepherds got up from their ordinary vocations, their work, and they went to find the Christ child that had been announced to them. And both groups of people, both the audiences of the angels, um, had their lives changed forever because the angels intervened with this message from God. Have you ever thought about this, Jamie, that God has a message for all of us, doesn't he?
1: Yes, he does.
0: And, he, and he's communicated it in the word to us. Mary didn't have the scriptures that we have. The shepherds did not either. The angels came and are described in the scriptures that we have, but the angels had to come because they they weren't able to read the New Testament in the way we can. But God has a word for us. He's in the business of communicating to us, and angels are a part of that narrative. When you think about angels, I think about the way in which they can protect us and, and stand up for us. They can intervene before we even know we need help in a spiritual dimension that is Coincident with our material dimension. I believe that as I'm sitting here in the studio right now, I'm in a material frame, but there's a spiritual frame that's right alongside. I can't see it altogether clearly. Every now and then, a window opens and we see things, but it's always there, and these angels are working in that space, and my material world is impacted by what happens in the spiritual realm, and those angels are. God's army and protectors and the hosts of heaven to affect his will in a spiritual dimension that impacts our material order. But the angels that have showed up in the Christmas story are ones who crossed through the veil. They somehow were able to emerge from the spiritual into the material dimension in a concrete way so that people like you and me actually could see them this year at Christmas. You're going to see some angels. You're going to see them On Christmas trees and cards, you'll hear them referenced in music. But when you think about them, don't go all new age now. Don't run off into some mythology. Think about Jesus, because the angels of the Christmas story are all about Jesus. They are pointing people to Jesus. Mary, Gabriel said, you're going to have a child, and that child is going to be the Son of the Most High God. It's all about Jesus. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Shepherd, out there in the fields, (laughs) I've got some good news for you. It's all about Jesus. And when you see angels this Christmas, think about this. They're all about Jesus. Do you know what the name Gabriel means?
1: What does it mean?
0: I'll tell you what it means. (laughs) It's an ancient Hebrew name. And literally, it means God is my strong man. Hmm. The L at the end is God, uh, is the Hebrew sound for referring to the divine God. Like my son is Nathaniel, E L is at the end. Nathan is gift, A-L, Nathan, Nathan, A-L. Nathaniel is the gift of God because that E-L at the end is of God. Well, Gabriel is about, he is my strong man. God is my strong man. Gabriel is saying to Mary and to Zechariah, the husband of Elizabeth, to everyone that Gabriel seems to address, God is my strong man. What I'm telling you will be so. Because God is so strong, he can make it happen. And so it is this Christmas. We're not sure where you are in your Christmas celebration, whether you're ready for the holiday or not, whether you're overwhelmed by it or not. But somewhere this week, you're going to see an angel, and we're asking you to just stop when you see it. Just stop and think about this. God is our strong man, too. And he has a word, he has a message, he has a hope, he has life for you. And the angels of Christmas are pointing us to Jesus. Jesus is the door through which you access the word and the message and the hope and the life of God. You can start looking for that word, that message, right now by joining us in prayer. Our Father, we're so thankful for the Christmas story, for the Christmas time, for the celebration which has circumnavigated the whole globe and every continent there are people celebrating Christmas. There's something wonderful and almost magical about it. No, there's something supernatural about the story of Jesus coming into this world. You came into the world in the person of your Son. And we thank you for the angels that you have created to help instruct us and illuminate our path, also to defend us and protect us and to intervene in the course of human events for your purposes. This Christmas, as we see angels, Lord, may we think about Jesus. May we see the angels as simply messengers about Jesus. May we, like Elizabeth and Zechariah, like Joseph and Mary, like the shepherds, like the wise men, may we all know Christmas is all about Jesus. And as we understand that, Lord, may we surrender our lives into his control. May we bow before him as our King and Lord. We admit, Lord, that we're small, we're flawed, We are people who have had sin. Make us new. Cause us to be born again for Jesus' sake. By the work of Jesus on the cross, in Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. If you'd like to know more about the message of the angels, if you'd like to know more about Jesus, give us a call. Just dial this number 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're by the phone. So glad to hear from you. But, Jamie, I know that some people aren't ready to just pick up the phone and talk to somebody live. Maybe they would prefer to check it out online first.
1: What's our web address? It's www.cbhviewpoint.org.
0: That's CBH Christians Broadcasting Hope. That's who we are, cbhviewpoint.org. You can check us out online, read about the ministry, and send us an email. We will reply. Or at the last, just send me a letter. This Christmas time, there's a lot of mail coming into the box, but I'd be so glad to get one from you. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420. Anderson, Indiana, 46018 USA. But whether you call us on our toll-free line, or you check us out online, or use the post, please let us hear from you this week before Christmas. Jamie, I hope that those angels on your Christmas tree are a reminder to you that it's all about Jesus. Thanks for coming alongside, and we're so thankful that you have been listening to us today. Thanks for joining us at the table. We hope that you'll join us again next week as we unpack one more of the emblems of Christmas that help us understand what brings joy and life to the holiday, really. Until then, from all of us on the Viewpoint Ministry team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Merry Christmas, and stay tuned.